0: The New Statesman.
1: Hi, it's producer Adrian here. We're bringing you a special podcast today from our Spotlight team. And the New Statesman podcast team will be back tomorrow. Hello and welcome to the latest Spotlight podcast brought to you in association with Smart Energy GB. That's the not for profit campaign helping everyone in Britain understand the benefits of smart meters for people and for the environment. My name is Johnny Ball. I'm a special projects writer at The New Statesman, and I'm joined today by Anna Moss, a senior consultant at Cornwall Insight. Welcome to the podcast, Anna. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much. So the government has got an aim to have smart meter coverage to 100% by 2025, in a couple of years' time. And Anna's going to be able to explain a lot about this smart meter rollout much better than I can, and about how those changes will affect businesses and individual consumers and the environment. But the rollout's going to have a really big impact on the way we consume energy and will be really key to helping us achieve another government target. That's the electric vehicle rollout target when new petrol cars going to stop being sold beyond 2030. So currently, our energy consumption, if you don't have a smart meter, is very analog and basic. It's stuck in the 20th century. But smart meters are about more than just having the the display screen in your house that tell you your energy usage levels and how much you're spending on your electricity. They actually have far wider benefits, and they're really intrinsically connected to the transition to renewable green forms of energy generation. As well as that EV rollout. Got some questions for you, Anna. If you don't mind, I'm going to get started right away. Anna, what benefits do smart meters have for individual consumers, for just your average household users of electricity?
0: Yeah, so smart meters provide almost real time information about how much energy you're using, when you're using it. And that kind of information can support consumers to take actions to reduce their overall consumption where that's possible. And that can help you save money and it can save carbon as well. But as you said, there's a broader range of benefits too. So smart meters can enable innovation in energy tariffs and that changes in those tariffs can reward customers for using energy at different times of day as well.
1: That's great. And beyond the benefits it's going to have for normal householders, individual energy customers, what effect is the smart meter rollout going to have for the transition to net zero?
0: So at the moment, a large share of the energy that we consume comes from fossil fuels, and some of that's imported from other countries. So whilst we do generate about 40% of our electricity from renewable sources, just over 40% is generated using gas at the moment, and more than half of that gas we import. In terms of usage, then households use about a third of gas and electricity each year, And they contribute to the daily peaks in demand as well. So that happens normally on weekdays between about 4 and 7 p.m. When there's a crossover between industrial usage, commercial and household usage as well. And the fuels that we use to meet that peak demand tend to be more expensive than others. And they tend to be fossil fuels as well. And that adds to that wholesale cost of electricity. And that gets passed back to you by your energy supplier. So by using the information from our smart meter and the rewards that get passed on from things like time of use tariffs or the demand flexibility service, we can shift consumption to different times of day and take advantage of our renewable energy sources like to be generated from solar panels or wind power.
1: Okay, that's really interesting. And what can smart meters do in terms of energy resilience? Because at the moment, the network relies on a huge amount of natural gas imports. Is that right?
0: Yeah. So most consumers at the moment use gas for heating. And as we said, about 40% of our electricity generation comes from gas. Lots of that's imported from places like like Norway. We have a pipeline that delivers gas through into Britain from the North Sea. So in the round, if we can lower demand for gas, we'll reduce our reliance on some of that imported gas for heating and the gas that we use to generate electricity. And a smart meter is going to help you understand that real-time view of your consumption by looking at the home display unit, which can enable consumers to make changes to that consumption as well.
1: Okay. And what role will electric cars and a crucially electric car batteries play in all of this? Yes,
0: yeah, so it's a really exciting change. The changing to electric vehicles is obviously really important for decarbonisation, but it is going to substantially increase the demand for electricity. If you imagine People typically go out to work during the day, they arrive home in the evening, and it might be a natural step then to plug your car into your charger and charge it up for the next day. But that might typically land then within that 4 to 7 p.m. period where we already see the highest peaks in electricity consumption. So if we could incentivize people to change when they charge their car, it would put much less pressure on our overall electricity system. So you might see this done through, we've mentioned this time of use tariffs that could work like peak and off-peak train tickets. So you'd pay a lot less when there's less demand. And smart meters support that through the design of the tariff types and the operation of the tariffs themselves. And they allow the suppliers to pass through pricing signals to consumers, which lets them take advantage of those cheaper prices, shifting their energy consumption to cheaper times of day plugging in the car when it's much cheaper to do. But if we look a bit beyond this in a much more automated world, you might see consumers, rather than having to actively respond to those prices, going instead and having a kind of automated change. So you might set out some parameters to start with that says, I want my vehicle to be charged to a minimum level by this point. I want it to be full by this time of day. But outside of those times, maybe I'm open to the car responding to the market prices. So That might mean it charges up when there's lots of renewable electricity being produced and prices are cheaper. And then it would avoid some of those higher charges in those peak times of day as well. So that would mean those electric vehicles aren't adding extra pressure to the grids and consumers are being rewarded for shifting their consumption away from those peak times.
1: That's really interesting that we'll be incentivized to have these Electric cars, hopefully in the future. And are there any other financial benefits that individuals can see from the smart meter rollout?
0: Yes, yeah, so as we said, energy firms are beginning to offer tariffs that give you cheaper rates at different times of day. So it's not just electric vehicles that obviously use lots of electricity. You might be able to shift some of your appliance usage. Obviously, it's a much smaller load, so you would see slightly less reward for that. This winter, we've also seen smart meters really support energy security through our demand flexibility service. So the energy system operator launched this scheme specifically in the last year to manage supply and demand when the energy system is under really high points of stress. It would alert consumers through their energy supplier that there would be a need to try and use less in a particular hour of a day. So it's typically kind of 5 till 6 p.m. on a weekday. And the consumers would be rewarded for that. So you'd see suppliers run it in different ways. Some of it was, was financial reward that came through. So that kind of scheme can only be accessed at the moment by households with a smart meter because your supplier needs to know what you use during that hour of the day when you use less energy. And as we said earlier, there's also quite simple actions just to check your energy usage. Some suppliers will offer you apps that will take your smart meter data and show you what you've used in each hour of the day. uh, So you can see if there are any times when you're using more than you were expecting to. But of course, if you don't want to look at it, you can just put the in-home display away and that doesn't change your smart meter from being smart at all.
1: So Wana, could you give us a bit more detail on how these variable time of use tariffs might work in practice?
0: The smart meter data supports these kinds of tariffs because it provides your energy supplier with more granular information about the times that you're using energy at. But we should say time of use tariffs are voluntary. You can choose to go onto a time of use tariff if you think it would benefit you. And if you decide it doesn't, you can switch back to a more traditional tariff as well. Um, But there are different types of times of use tariffs. There's quite simple structures where you maybe have a peak time rate and an off-peak rate, and those rates are fixed during the times of day. Or you might have a more dynamic rate as well. So the price you would pay might fluctuate in response to the price of the wholesale energy market. And again, we can see this coming through more in the future where we've got a better automation with some of our high energy use gadgets at home or our electric vehicles, where perhaps our charging of those electric vehicles responds to some of those dynamic rates, making sure that you're accessing electricity at the cheapest times that you can.
1: That's really interesting. Thanks a lot, Anna. That's been a really interesting discussion. So thanks a lot for joining us today. It's good to know that smart meters aren't simply about those display screens that you mentioned or about the apps that you can get that show you your energy usage, but that can be useful. But it's also about upgrading our networks and bringing them up to date. And they have much wider benefits when it comes to the net zero green transition as well and saving people money and providing people with a more accurate picture of their energy use. So you've been listening to a special Spotlight podcast in partnership with Smart Energy GB. You can find out more about the campaign at smartenergygb.org or check out our energy and climate change coverage at newstatesman.com forward slash spotlight. I'm Johnny Ball. Our producer has been Adrian Bradley. Thanks a lot for listening.